0: What is culture without life? In our cultural program, we will discuss about the power of culture to change the comprehensions and the actions of our lives.
1: Music, cinema, painting, books, photography, poetry, and more and more. If you want to discover more about them, we invite you to join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mushtar FM
0: 89.6. Hello everybody and welcome to Mushtar FM 89.6 here in the cultural program with an epileptic light. It's me, Ricardo, and Tristan. Hello everybody. Tristan, how are you? How do you feel about this light that actually is like kind of disturbing?
1: Yeah, for now it's kind of okay. Let's see after one hour of recording if we are still alive or if we lose uh, one of our eye. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: so we will, <laughs> we will say now that if you don't listen to our voices at some point, you know what happened. Save us, please. Yeah (laughs) (laughs) But let's go straight to today's topic because it's a really wide topic and really heartbreaking one
1: Kind of, yes I have to say
0: (laughs) And it came to my mind this topic when last time I was on my laptop and I was listening to some music and I found out about a band called Ocean Size I don't know if you know them No, not at all. Uh, And I was like, wow, they're really, really cool. So I listened to all their discography, all their albums, and I was amazed. And in my mind, I was like, okay, when there will be concerts again, I want to go to one of their concerts, like 100% then i googled the band ocean size <laughs> and i realized that they disbanded like 20 years ago
1: yeah difficult to see them in concerts <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and they don't play anymore not even like solos so they just disappeared from the scenes mm-hmm. and that's from this feeling of discomfort you know when a band that you really like disbanded and you're not able to see it again that i found out the idea of this topic which is the most heartbreaking and disaster breakups of bands I'm already. I crying. agree.
1: Oh no! After at the end, yes. But for now, we didn't start. so <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is there a band tristan that you really like that disbanded and you are sad about it?
1: Yes and no. I mean, uh, yes for sure because this band for me is uh, an amazing band. But in any case, I think it's impossible to see them in concert because I will, without surprise, start this topic with. Uh, one of the, no, maybe the best band ever, the Beatles. And uh, I think everybody knows the story, but uh, to make a sum up, they started their musical career in Liverpool in the beginning of 60s. And um, the most famous member, as we know them today, the Fab Four, came from uh, 1962 when Ringo Starr joined the band uh, as a drummer on The Three Other. Uh, I don't know if I have to introduce them, but... uh, it's always good to hear their name again and again. So there was uh, George Harrison as guitar, John Lennon as guitar and vocal, and uh, Paul McCartney as bass guitar and vocal. And uh, this band, these four musicians for me, are the best musicians ever. I think uh, I can listen to them endlessly and uh, I really would have been happy and so glad that I don't know to see them in live. And uh, even if now there is only two Beatles members still alive and they they can play together sometimes but it's not like the Beatles doesn't exist anymore but I will speak about the split later but I think today if I have opportunity one day even if I know that it's very expensive I can pay a lot to watch a concert of Paul McCartney for example. Even if I think there is not the same feeling and it could have been with uh, the band, but there is something like, a, I don't know, kind of uh, nostalgia or not even nostalgia because I wasn't <laughs> born, but you know this. Uh,
0: yeah, this nostalgia that you feel even if you didn't live the moment.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, it's only the things that they have with Beatles. And um, when I think about split of band, the split of Beatles came first in my mind because they were created so many stuff for music, so many cool songs, so many cool albums, so many ideas of building music, of making music, of thinking about art, that uh, when they split, it creates a huge event also because it was like the end of something, even if it was also the beginning of some solo career for each of them. Yeah, but but let's say that
0: there are some bands that when they disband, of course, someone takes another path. And usually also this is the reason. So Mm. someone wants to take the solo career yeah. And sometimes it works and sometimes not. For mm. Beatles, I have to say that I don't really appreciate the late works of the members of Beatles outside the Beatles.
1: Yeah, if I compare to what they created when they were all together as the Beatles, there is a big gap yeah. between the two works. I think it's also why they split up because the story of the Beatles, it's not so long at the end. Because as I said, the career of the band starts in the beginning of the 60s and they split in uh, 1970. So less than 10 years of career with these four members, which is really short, but they really mark the history of music so deeply and so heavily that it's kind of impressive. And I think it's also linked with uh, how they uh, lived uh, these few years of career because the three... First year of career was the year of uh, the Beatlemania and the touring uh, years, so they made concerts through the world and uh, they know this huge success with uh, all of the fans running after them and it was a kind of, uh, apparently it was uh, so impressive that uh, it's difficult to be aware of it or to realize it today. And it's also one thing that uh, convinced Beatles to stop their touring uh, activity because during concert, the yelling of fans were so loud and so heavy that it was impossible
0: for them to perform as they wanted to perform it. But you know, uh, a bit of topic about this. There is an Italian artist called Franco Battiato that had kind of the same problem because mm. he was performing and the people were singing his songs, but he didn't like that at all <laughs> so at one concert it was really funny because it stopped the music and it was like but you came here to hear my songs or just for karaoke <laughs> Oof, it's <That's>, harsh. <laughs> yeah it's harsh but it's actually true yeah yeah yeah. i agree
1: i mean you need to find the the, the band, right balance yeah. yeah and i think uh, it's the same for beaters. they like to perform music but as they feel it and you can uh, kind of discover it more deeply because when they stopped touring, they just focused during four years in studio years and they created so many cool albums, for example, uh, Sergeant Pepper Lonnie Heart Club Band, which is one of their first so strong concept album, which changed a lot
0: the world of music and also their music. And people say that it's the best album of Beatles. Tristan, you are an expert. What do you think about it? I'm not
1: an expert, but uh, I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) No, I prefer the White Album personally, but... All of them are so cool, so it's uh, <laughs> it's hard to pick up I, one. I, I don't want to make care list <laughs> or whatever. But uh, yeah, and they finished their career in uh, 1970 by realizing their last album, Let It Be, which is also a great album. And uh, I think it's a great name for the last album and yeah. the last uh, work together. And there is many reasons about their split, but the one who came quite often is uh, firstly the death of Brian Epstein, their manager in uh, August 1967. Uh, um, because he was the one who kind of linked all the people and when Tenses appears, he was able to make them less important and try to create the unity of the band. So when it disappeared, it was kind of hard uh, event for the Beatles, and uh, it can uh, started to feel it that uh, breakup could happen. And after around uh, 1968, John Lennon starting his relationship with uh, Yoko Ono, and this relationship was not
0: so appreciated by the other member of the band. But not just the other member of the band. <laughs>
1: I have to say by almost all the yeah. world. <laughs> So, because uh, yeah, Yoko Ono was an artist and uh, Lennon and Ono created something together and she started to have a more and more important place in the work of Lennon and so also in the work of Beatles because they work all together. Yep. And uh, for me, the last most important point which can explain why Beatles split is just that these four men were so talented and genius, and they just want to express their own art. And sometimes their own art was in opposition with the art of the yeah. other. And it's why when they split, they all continue with solo career because they are just great musicians, songwriter, lyric composer. And uh, for me, it's the reason why they split and uh, it's kind of sad in a way, but also cool because I think they split in the right time. They prefer to split than to continue together and just make it crap or whatever. Yeah. And it was maybe a right decision. <coughs> and after the breakup, uh, as I say, they all continue music. And uh, unfortunately, um, in December 1980, Lennon was killed. So the Beatles reunit again for a tribute to him. And they play some Beatles song and uh, they play all together. And uh, again in November 2001, when uh, George Harrison died, there was a tribute concert named Concert of George, where uh, of course Ringo Starr and McCartney joined to play a Beatles and Harrison song. And now sometimes yeah, Ringo Starr and McCartney can play together, but it's not Beatles anymore. They can play Beatles song, but it's Beatles, not the feeling, Beatles yeah. was the Fab Four, and uh, we can just listen their uh, amazing album, but. Yeah, for me it was uh, the most important uh, split of band in music history and that's yes, why uh, I
0: wanted to open with it. <laughs> no, it probably is and I was actually also planning on starting with Beatles and mm-hmm. give you the ball, but uh, you started already. Yeah. <laughs> and I was also reading some feedbacks about this split because actually it was really the biggest split in the mm. history of music. And everyone, almost everyone, sorry, said that without Yoko Ono maybe we could have seen more Beatles.
1: I think it's very difficult to know it, but for me, in any case, I think they will have split sooner or later. Because when you yes. have a look of their solo career, they wasn't able anymore to play together for a long time.
0: And it's actually true that, for example, like yeah, as you said before, like in the right way, if you are a genius, you have a lot of material to do, and at mm. some points you also feel the urge to change a bit. So you take the solo career, and it happens that you mm. separate. I agree.
1: I think it's a way of a lot of famous band on where you perform art you can start yeah. by working with others because it's uh, kind of more easy you can go uh, further and upper but at one point you also want to express yourself more personally and sometimes it's difficult to express yourself if you have to work with other people who have not the same point of view. Yeah, with Beatles you feel it but in the same time I'm so impressed because they succeed to release Final album in this uh, kind of mood full of tenses on their last album, you don't feel like uh, it's just a genius album again. I mean, yeah, uh, you don't feel like perfect. the tension, yeah, definitely. Beatles are such an amazing band for me, and uh, even in uh, something like uh, eight years of career they release so many albums so many songs that uh, you can listen them uh, during a long long time (laughs) they are still alive in kind of way
0: no they they are totally alive and in eight-year career they managed to do what people can't do in a lifetime career yeah yeah definitely so like we we have just to bow down to the beatles but now tristan i want to go to italy
1: oh yes
0: because yesterday i was on youtube and i found out like this uh, a really sad memory (laughs) because one of the best bands that we have in Italy this band is now it's 3 years uh-huh, so 3 so years far. yeah 3 years ago this is a funny band mm-hmm. okay it's called Elio e le storie tese and if i have to translate it can be Elio and the troubled stories and okay this is the if we talk about the technical part the best band in Italy mm-hmm. yeah they are impossible to replicate that's why in Italy we don't have cover bands of Elio e le storie tese it's a nice fact. <laughs> and there are just two bands in Italy that you cannot play and are Elio Tese and Aria. Mm-hmm. They are really impossible. Aria are even more difficult than Elio Storitese. But the lyrics of their songs are crap, are funny ones. Like there is one song, they had the melody, but they didn't know what to do with the lyrics. So what they did, they opened the vocabulary and they took the first two words that came on the vocabulary <laughs> and they made a song about it. Perfect. And it was like Cruel Priest.
1: It was the best uh, words to pick up, I guess. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so the funny thing about this band is how they disbanded. Okay, they played for 25 years.
1: Yeah, so a long career. Yeah.
0: So there is one group in Italy. It's called Poo. I don't know if you know them.
1: Uh, no, my knowledge about Italian music, yeah. uh, not so huge. Despite Zucchero, I think. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so unfortunately. Poo is like this historic band in Italy. They were really important and really good. And they played for 25 years. So they Lestoritesio wanted to split before because they were tired, because they really have a lot of albums, a lot of tours and everything. But they said, no, we have to win the battle with Poo. <laughs> so we will split in two years because it was the 23rd year of the band. So they waited two years and they split up with the same time of Poo. Wow. So it's like 25-25. You're not the best band ever. <laughs> Oh, it's cooler, but the concert they made for the split up was amazing because they had like this big screen with written "R.I.P. Elio," and it was a three hours and a half concert without any break. It's and a nice way to say yeah. goodbye. Definitely. And they played almost every song. It was really cool, and it's a bit sad now that you don't have Elio Sotitess anymore because they were also satirical. They were really great, and we feel a bit the lack of. You know, Mm. some funny moments and their music. Yeah, it was really hard actually for the fans. And Mm. people still think that they may come back, but now they are just enjoying the life.
1: None of them continue to play music or to Uh, perform?
0: Well, there is the guitarist, Cesario, that is one of the best guitarists probably in the world. Because the guitar brand Ibanez made, I think it's the first time actually, made a guitar just for him entitled for him
1: yeah signature
0: yeah a signature one for him and he's playing with some side projects so okay. everyone has a side project but you know are some small bands with not really the wish to be famous it's just for fun
1: yeah okay so really. they
0: still play they make like this kind of seminaries where they teach you how to play and all okay. this kind of
1: stuff yeah so you not really leave the music world but this is a yeah big, yeah uh, because success. actually
0: are all graduated in conservatory school and they play like three instruments each
1: yeah like all these great musicians yeah <laughs> and that nice. was
0: a really huge split up in italy i can imagine yeah we really felt it also because they were like everywhere you can find even x-factor for example
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah yeah they were making the extra factor because in italy we had like this part where you have like these talents that were not comprehended we call them so the oh, shitty okay. singers <laughs> and they had the idea of making an x-factor with the worst singers and so we had this TraFactor and they were the ones leading it and it was amazing even more follower than the normal one it was <laughs> Yeah really <laughs> Yes it's such a good one oh, So yeah nice. for for my starting, I choose Elio e le storie tese, which I advise you to listen to it. Yeah, but like, after
1: this story, I want to have a little uh, ears for yeah, them. And,
0: definitely. Yeah, and you know Italian a bit, so you will understand something. Yeah, if I will try, or it will be an opportunity to practice. Yeah, and they also were, Now this is totally off topic, the first ones to say the word figa, which means pussy, on the main Italian channel, Rai. And to do <laughs> that, they performed Largo al Factotum. Is the song? The one mm. that does Figaro qua, Figaro là. But mm. instead of saying that, they were like, "figa qua, figa là. La. <laughs> and they <laughs> were the first ones. They play with it. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's amazing band. And everyone is sad that this played up.
1: Such a nice story. And um, because you speak about Italy, I will move to my own country also. Ooh. But uh, not for a uh, happy story, unfortunately. It's more a sad one. And uh, I will speak about um, Noir Désir, which oh. is for me the best French rock band ever because with Noir Désir we really have pure rock and roll like wild politically in the songwriting they are also really great musician composer and can be very technical in some part and also kind of poetry beauty
0: in it but sorry if uh, if I interrupt you Tristan but I think that Noir Désir is the only French band that managed to be known outside the borders of France
1: yeah by singing in French yes I agree also but for me, it's totally fair. I mean, it, when I listen them, I totally understand how they could be famous outside of France by singing in French. Because even if uh, the lyrics are really well-thinking and you have a lot of um, kind of poetry inside or hidden um, under text, under message, eh? you feel the energy of it when Kanta uh, sings or this kind of thing. And it's really... I really like this band. And uh, their story are also kind of interesting because... The band only exists during thirty years and they were created in a uh, Bordeaux in uh, nineteen eighty. By a common agreement with uh, friends from uh, high school and they started uh, to play rock and roll uh, like that in France and the first decade of the band from the 80s 90s it's a kind of balance between uh, more or less success but in a let's say a little uh, stage or they play in more local area and they start to touring through France but it was not like the désir that we know now and uh, the success arrived during the second decade, the 90s and beginning of 2000. And especially in uh, 1992, with their fourth album named Tostaki. And they appear like the master of the French rock. They play with such energy, such power, such wildness. And they speak also to generation of people. Uh, I mean, we already speak in some of our program about uh, some rock band from the 90s. And there is this message about uh, youngness, about the wish to change the world in a way, or to disagree with decision taken by government. And Désir, create some really
0: amazing song in that way. Now I, it comes to my mind. Sorry for the pronunciation. Enjouer en France.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Tostaki also. It's about uh, European uh, people who
0: colonized South America. Tostaki is the one that has the cover with black people on the red background. No, this one is our last album. Oh, okay. Tostaki, is, uh, we saw them,
1: the member of the band from uh, back in a kind of. Uh, more or less black and white picture. Okay. And the song speak about, yes, uh, how European people colonized South America and uh, the kind of repercussion of it. Even if it's not said directly, you have to dig to understand it. And you can also interpret as you want. Is why Nordésir is so powerful in a way. But unfortunately, in Vilnius in July 2003, a really sad and bad event appeared because uh, Bertrand Cantat killed... Um, Not his wife, but a woman with who he was in a relationship. Yeah, Marie Trintignant in a hotel in Vilnius, and so he got to jail for that during a few years. But he was released from jail in 2007, and from this release, Noir Désir announced their comeback. But it was really controversial and really hard. And finally, in 2010, they said that they decided to split due to some human and artistic disagreement, and especially with uh, Bertrand Cantat and the other member of the band, because for them it was impossible to continue and it was kind of uh, a shame to continue. And uh, it brings back this kind of debate, you know, is it necessary to separate the man from the artist? And
0: uh, I think it's impossible to give uh, an answer to it. Uh, Well, in this case, maybe there is, because I put myself in the shoes of the members and as much as an artist is good and is your friend, you're still dealing with a murderer. And actually, it's also about like the people. Will the people come to see your art if they know that such a person is there on the stage? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I think their split up was a necessity was in a yeah. way. They wasn't able to play anymore together.
0: Yeah, or maybe it was also good. I think, maybe, the, you I think know it was needed for yeah, everyone. There was also tension, I, I imagine. Mm. So maybe it was the good thing to do.
1: Yeah, in that way, yes. But in another, I'm kind of... Sad because definitely it's a band that I would have liked to see in concert yeah. and especially in our today world. I guess to have a band like Noir Desir could have been really really nice because we don't for me we don't have such a band as Noir Desir nowadays in France, can play such a cool rock music with such uh, involvement in political ideas, in political fight. But and it's kind of sad in that way, but yeah, I mean like, Trancanta is too controversial now to make anything. He tried yeah. to make another band, other project. But each time there was some uh, boycott, there was some uh, people who strike against it. And uh, for the other members, it's the same. They still continue music, but in side projects and less important. And uh, the success of Nordésir now belongs to the past. But sometimes it can be harsh to say to some people that you listen and like Nordésir in France. Yeah? yeah Why? B- because of Bertrand Cantat's story. It's uh,
0: Okay, but before that, I mean, he's still an artist... And what did you listen to, it was before it? for me it's... uh, So it's kind of stupid to to say that.
1: I don't know. In any case, I will continue to listen because these bands are so nice and they also accompany uh, some of my teenage years and uh, I really like them, but... uh, yeah, it's only six studio albums, you know, so it's not so much, but they are so amazing, and especially the ones that you mentioned. Their last album from 2001, des Visage et des Figures," which is maybe the most worked one because it's the last, and they go really deep in the songwriting and the lyrics uh, writing. But I can also advise you the compilation album of 2011 named "Soyons désinvoltes, n'ayons l'air de rien." Which is just perfect because, as it for a compilation album, you just have their best song and some of the greatest um, performance in live or some of their collaboration featuring with other great uh, artists. And uh, yeah, it's a band that I can also listen endlessly, and uh, they represent a lot for me as. Musical people, artist people, and also this uh, fact to put political message in a song. I never discover a band like Noir Désir from a
0: French band, but also from international band. Yeah, but I have to say that now that you said before that we don't have like this band in France now that speaks about politics, you know, like this kind of revolution band, like the real rock ones. But I think that this thing can apply to all the world. Because now the music changed and people don't want to have this kind of bands anymore. They look for yeah, something else. But I don't the know genre yet. is changing. So That's yeah, true. I would also love an artist like that.
1: But I think they, they I exist, say, but yeah. they, it's impossible for them to use this kind of yeah. success now. They are more in an underground stage. or It's not the artist that you can listen in a radio or oh, TV no, show or
0: whatever. I have one question for you about Noir Desir. Do you have one favorite song about <laughs> them? Let's try to avoid the cliché of Levenu Portera.
1: No, maybe mm-hmm. Tostaki. I really like Tostaki for the composing of it. The riff of mm. Tostaki is just amazing, and it's really powerful rock song. Otherwise, something like maybe Au Sombrero de la Mer is really nice. If you want to maybe discover more the um, writing skill of Bertrand Cantat, who are able to really make poetry with writing to play with the French language and to bring you in something really far thanks to his lyrics and after no it's too difficult i <laughs> like a lot of their songs because they all have something different and it's the same than for beatles song i have the feeling with song of No desire you can really interpret each song as you want in a different way
0: and it's why it, it works so well Because for me the best songs are anon prese which I, l- I love the riff the yeah. riff is amazing and but the also l- the lyrics, the lyrics are nice are, i so. translated them by myself so I hope they're right. <laughs> but, yeah, it's really good. And one I really love is Marlène. It's really, really good. And, of course, Levenu Portera and Jordan France are yeah. my four favorite ones. But because we I don't understand French, so maybe, like, more exercise... No, but even exercise. for French
1: people, you, it's from the top, I mean... Uh, you don't need to understand French for me. You understand quite well uh,
0: their energy. I mean, you missed something for sure, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, like, maybe I could have liked some songs more. Ah, in that if way, If I yes. could understand deeply, like, what it really meant, how he plays with the language, which yeah, is like, yeah. difficult if you are not French or not speak French. But,
1: uh, but your choice is good, I have to say. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, thank <laughs> nice. you very much. Merci,
0: <laughs> But Tristan... This light here is really, really annoying, but it also made me think about one thing. Ah. You know, because <laughs> it's kind of psychedelic, let's say. And when we think about psychedelic rock, I think we think about the same band,
1: Mm, yes, I think I have it also. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and yes. And it's a long story, if I'm not mistaken.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we will try to make this long story short, of course. We'll yeah. try to say <laughs> it in a nutshell, because I think we're going to speak about one of the greatest band in history. And I don't know if they were more important or as important as the Beatles when it comes to changes in music and impact. We have to say that the genre of this band, of these guys, was more difficult than the Beatles one.
1: Yeah, it was maybe more difficult to people to discover it at the first yeah. listening. But their career also longer. They experiment maybe more deep, more longer. So I think they bring these two bands bring a lot, but in a different way. And personally, I will choose Beatles, but I know that some people will disagree a lot <laughs> with that. No, I don't so,
0: disagree a lot. I prefer them. But it's a matter of taste you know, like how your yeah, ear like of the sound. Also, yeah. And the band we're going to speak about is none other than Pink Floyd. But we had one problem to stop the recording because someone was not agreeing with us about Pink Floyd, so he stopped the psychedelic light and yeah. fixed it in the meanwhile. But we were still in the mood.
1: Yeah, yeah. We are in it. Let's go in it. <laughs> yeah, let's
0: go deep in it. So Tristan, I have a question first because we know that actually Pink Floyd were really close to a split up when Sid Barrett was kicked out from the band. So, do you prefer Pink Floyd with Sid Barrett or after Barrett? It's a really yeah, difficult yeah, question, yeah. actually. I
1: don't know because. Um, like, you prefer
0: mom or daddy? That's it.
1: I don't know because I'm not such huge or I don't know Pink Floyd enough, I think, to really give clear answer. And uh, I'm also this kind of people who love Pink Floyd, but not for the song who made Pink Floyd famous. I like when Pink Floyd made really short songs. I don't like the long, long performance. I mean, yeah. when I listen to them, I recognize that it's really great song, great uh, skilled musician, but it's not the kind of music that fits uh, better, the best with me. So for me, I really, really don't know. But I have to say that um, I think maybe more after I listen more song after and I know more the song who came after but I don't dig enough to really create this big uh separation between a before and, a and befo- after. This is,
0: yeah exactly it's a good answer to a really difficult question actually yeah, and for you uh, yeah now it comes my turn <laughs> yeah so of course. I really love Sid Barrett I love also his solo work because okay the story was this Uh, Sid Barrett was really drug-addicted as almost all the Pink Floyds actually but (laughs) (laughs) let's skip that part he was the worst one and it comes to a point where Sid Barrett didn't even know who he was for how many drugs he got so he was always late and he didn't learn the songs well it was really something and one day a guy came to the studio to record and the guys, the Pink Floyd, were like, who is this one? We never saw him. And it was Sid Barrett. So imagine how bad was his drug addiction. That, yeah, I that can period. imagine, yeah. Like your friends don't recognize you. And so they decided that it was not able to work with him anymore and they kicked him out. And that was the time where people were afraid that a split would come. But mm. no, because Sid Barrett continued his solo career and actually it's really, really good. I mean, yeah. I love the the Cee- Barrett songs, and a quite talented guy came in, I yeah, have to quite. say, <laughs> David Gilmore, yeah, a good yeah. guitarist.
1: Yeah, Pink Floyd uh, opened the door for this uh, little new musician. Yeah,
0: it's like <laughs> he grows with them, like, and they managed to save this heritage of music that we have with Pink yeah. Floyd. It's like amazing. Mm, it's more than
1: uh saving; it's so. Uh, they put it yeah. in, a, in another level also. But
0: for me, like Pink Floyd with and without Sid Barrett are different. The change that you can feel is in the lyrics. Mm. Because with Sid Barrett, the lyrics were more psychedelic also. And with, uh, with David Gilmour, then they became like, I don't know, like more earthly. Okay. So we can say that Sid Barrett was in the space and Gilmour was on earth. Mm. let's say like that
1: so so I guess it's why I maybe prefer the second part of the career I feel more close to this kind of way to writing lyrics yeah
0: so I have to say that overall I prefer the Pink Floyd with Sid Barrett but my favorite Pink Floyd songs are from David Gilmour area
1: Uh aha so
0: so it's a 50-50 song (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) and I love the long songs but also I'm actually thankful for the split up the first one with Sid Barrett because without that we wouldn't have ever had shine on your crazy diamond
1: yeah so maybe it was a bad for good in a way yeah (laughs) because
0: shine on your crazy diamond is a song for Steve Barrett Mm. so without the split we would never have this masterpiece of music it's one of the milestones of psychedelic rock and music in general so sometimes splits are not so bad yeah, yeah, and also because they tried, they tried to split to make him realize that he actually had to go to rehab and get a hold of his life. I
1: know. In that way, I think it was the same. They needed it for yeah. for them, but also for him because uh, if you are not able to perform anymore and you are too much involved in something bad, you need some, uh, let's say, strong event to make you realize yeah.
0: that you take the the wrong path. The wrong path. Yeah, definitely. But this is not the end of the story. Oh, no. It's just the beginning. (laughs) It's just the beginning because actually something weird happened. You know, as as you said before, like when a lot of geniuses are in the same group, it happens that someone wants to take a different path. Mm. And in that case, it was Roger Waters. Who would have expected that? No one. Because (laughs) I was thinking more about David Gilmour, actually. But the split up was really, really cruel. I mean... Really in bad terms, I have Mm. to say. So actually what Waters did is really not good. I mean, it's (laughs) not peaceful at all or quiet because he was like, okay, I am the oldest member of Pink Floyd. So I am the only one who has the right to perform under the Pink Floyd name. (laughs) And also he he wanted to forbid the others to use the inflatable pig you know, the one that mm. was flying over the chimneys in London yeah. in the album Animals? Yeah. He said, no, I'm going to use it. <laughs> you don't. And you cannot make another one. So it was really hard. Yeah. And, and you know what? That in the very end, he took David Gilmour and Nick Mason to court. And it was quite a circus, considering that there was an exchange of harsh words. I mean, they're not gentlemen's in front of the press. And in a 2013 interview with BBC, Waters said, OK, now I have to use some bad words because it's Roger Waters' word. So, Ooh, sorry. La, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. But while the legal battle was going on, <laughs> he told the Rolling Stone if one of us was going to be called Pink Floyd, it's me. That's my pig. That's my plane fucking crashing. <laughs> And in 2005, Waters performed with Pink Floyd once more during the band's reunion at Live 8 in 2005. But of course, his relationship with Gilmore was already really distant. I mean, yeah. there was Mason just on quiet one, like there. But Gilmore and Waters really don't like each other anymore.
1: Yeah, it's strange. Because yeah. for me, these splits make a little, let's say, last bad point of the cool and beautiful history of the band and it's kind of strange to finish like that and not in a more let's say a
0: polite, b- way, polite
1: yeah. way or good like usually when you split you can make this uh, great uh, goodbye way or to make a good uh, last memories
0: for people but here it's not such. <laughs> yeah but one thing that I liked is that okay they were split and they didn't like each other anymore but still they performed for a good cause which was the live eight. Yeah. So that's actually great. Mm. It's one thing that, one, that two people that we are going to speak about later will never do. I guess you guessed who I'm referring yeah. about. But the, one of the last words that Gilmore said about this thing is that there were times when Roger was struggling to not get bossy. And I was struggling to keep being bossy. I saw how arguments could have happened, but we aren't at each other's throats anymore. Getting rid of that harmony has got to be a good thing wants to have that faster in your mind the rest of your life
1: yeah it's also that I think as an artist when you perform in a group at one point you understand that the group need to split and uh, you need to split before it became too late for that
0: that's true and now of course they have their solo careers yeah Gilmour released an album a few years ago actually mm. and people say that it's quite good I mean, it's not at the same level of Pink Floyd, but of course, if the geniuses are not together, what yeah, can you for do? Sh- for sure. But yeah, I would have loved to see them live. And actually, I have this nostalgia for one event that I was not even born or thought <laughs> about. It was the concert of Pink Floyd in Venice. Oh, I and think actually, I see some image of it. Yeah, so. and the father of one of my friends was there. Oh, and he said so. that, yeah, and actually, you could see the concert from a gondola. Because the concert was in the water, and it was the best concert of his life. And he's seen a lot. But I said, like that, you will never have. And people, like, can to, imagine, to, to yeah. see Pink Floyd without paying the ticket, people were just floating on the water.
1: Yeah, it looked like a real concert. Our music needs to yeah. be
0: shared. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, just Pink Floyd can make a concert in the water with people on a gondola.
1: I think, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So unfortunately, we don't have Pink Floyd anymore. We have, whether Gilmore or Roger Waters performing Pink Floyd songs, what can we do? We can still listen to them.
1: Yeah, that's the best way to continue to pay tribute to them, I guess. Yeah, Not
0: the same feeling, but still emotions.
1: Yeah. And I think, speaking about uh, this amazing rock band or emotion and band that we can continue to listen to today, for me, there's another one which is maybe about only the technical part, one of the greatest band ever. And uh, as always, some of the greatest band ever came from United Kingdom. And so this time we will move to London in the uh, end of the sixties decade with the amazing band Led Zeppelin. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, is it... uh, I don't know, is it necessary to present them, these uh, four amazing musicians, Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, John Paul Jones and John Bowman, who maybe for me when I think about rock and roll, Led Zeppelin is one of the first band who pop up in my mind about the musical parts. They give this energy, this power, this strength to we their music. Ju- just
0: imagine Led Zeppelin live.
1: I can't imagine, it's, uh, it looks unbelievable. Because uh, there was none for the. I mean, their studio albums are amazing, but in life Jimmy Page have a special way of thinking about life, and he transmitted to the other member of the band, and he wanted long live. Usually, the live of Led Zeppelin was, were three or four hours long yeah. without first group before because there wasn't time. And the and Jimmy Page and the other make a lot of improvisation. And for example, a uh, uh, song on the studio album who was a uh, 4 minute length can uh, during 25 minute length in life because he make improvisation he put another song inside they make some cover inside it i mean it looks amazing in life and also just about them they are just genius musician all multi instrumentalist all uh, music composer all songwriter lyric writer and all together, they were just amazing and um, they knew the success really, really fast because they started their career together in uh, 1968 and they released their first album in the yeah. following year and it was uh, an amazing success. People consider them like the god of rock music and, uh, for example, Led Zeppelin IV is maybe one of the best albums e- ever made. And, uh,
0: wait, they made, I think, they made the most famous song in history.
1: Mm. I don't know.
0: Are you sure? Well, Starway to Heaven? Yeah. Yeah, no. I challenge you. Find someone that doesn't know Starway to Heaven and doesn't like it.
1: No, no, that's true. Oh, maybe I can put yesterday on the same level, but yeah, I agree. Starway to Heaven, yeah. But it's also for me the, the Jimmy Page and the other created some riff, which are no, okay. the most famous. I mean, even if you never listen or you don't knew Led Zeppelin, you already... Heard of them because you can heard them everywhere in advertisement, yeah, like in movies. Black in, Dog. Uh, yeah.
0: Hololotalo. Hololotalo is the most used.
1: Immigrant <coughs> song. Uh, I mean, it's uh, we can make a list, an endless list of the yeah, use I mean, of them
0: in commercials, programs, commercial m-
1: movies, uh, I don't know, theater yeah. plays or, or whatever. Like, for so, example, in Italy,
0: we had a program, music program called Top of the Pops. The music there was love.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, when you listen to them, you understand that you can. There is a feeling in it. There is an energy that you can't skip it. And I think it's why they were so successful because they were they were all amazing and they create a kind of uh, alchemy between them, which was a perfect one and they arrive right in time. But unfortunately, they didn't knew such a long uh, <coughs> career because uh, from uh, the beginning of um, from the um, second half of the seventies decade. The member of the band starting to face off a lot of problems and kind of huge and heavy difficulties. For example, uh, first Robert Plant, the singer, had car accident. Then uh, I think two years later, his young son from six years old died, and he have to cancel some touring for that and to make a break because it's uh, such. Uh, hard event to live and it of course have an impact on the life of the band and it's also the second half of the 70s, a time period where Jimmy Page starting to be more and more addicted to heroin and so his uh, influence, his work are less and less uh, important on the album and he was one of the most creative ones so it's also why the band may be starting to
0: lose quality, to
1: lose quality even if John Paul Jones kind of take the place of Jimmy Page in the artistic creation and he was also really good and he's still really good yeah, today yeah. but at that time I think Jimmy Page was really high and really intelligent and creative in the writing of song, he have such a huge skill, huge experience I mean, I think huge that collaboration.
0: Jimmy, Jimmy Page is known as the most important member of Led Zeppelin.
1: Yeah, but it's a fun fact <laughs> because before to join Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page was this um, studio musician who played only on the on the studio album record yep. session, and uh, there is some number really unbelievable from the 60 decade. I think he played on more than half of the music album, rock music album recorded in United Kingdom. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> because he was asked by everyone because he was really talented, really skilled, and he can play a lot of different things. And so, of course, when he started to create his own uh, band and play his own band, he brings a lot of things amazing but uh, unfortunately there is the last and maybe the saddest event to push to the split of Led Zeppelin because in September 1980 John Bowman, the drummer is found dead after uh, too much uh, drinking alcohol and he was uh, asphyxiated by his own uh, vomit and three months after this date on the 4th December 1980 after some uh, gossip story or some rumors Led Zeppelin officially said that they decided to split, and uh, for that they cite this little sentence: "We wish it to be known that the loss of our dear friend and the deep sense of undivided harmony felt by ourselves and our manager have led us to decide we could not continue as we were." And I think it's, of course, a really sad decision, and especially for all the fan and lover of their music, but maybe the best one. I really respect and find this choice beautiful to not try the bond with another people. Led Zeppelin was this four men and if one is missing it's not Led Zeppelin anymore. Yeah. There is no reason to continue to play music under this name. They all continue their career. We speak, for example, about John Paul Jones in yeah. uh, Zem Vulture. Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, they play also sometimes in duo. And they also make a last uh, concert under the name of Led Zeppelin in December 2007 with uh, Jason Bondman, the son of John Bondman at drums. But it's the only time it's only and last time for now that they play by uh, calling themselves Led Zeppelin. Mm. But they uh, left behind us such a huge legacy. Oh and, uh, my God, yes. It's the same. You can continue <laughs> to listen it endlessly. And I think it's one of the bands who also influence a lot the future generation of bands, the future generation yeah, now of we can musicians. can see, like, for
0: example, Greta Van Fleet. Mm. I don't know if you know them, but they are accused to be too imitating Led Zeppelin.
1: <laughs> but is they created so yeah. much that
0: <laughs> in a way everybody can imitate Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah <laughs> if but you they make can't, rock music. Yeah, uh <laughs> they can't be Led Zeppelin because there is no. luckily I have to say just one Led Zeppelin. Yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah. you said that it was really beautiful that they didn't continue after the death of Bonham. Mm. And there are also other bands that unfortunately had to split. I mean they didn't want but had to. Because of this very reason. And we made actually a cultural already about Nirvana. Yeah. They said, I mean, there can't be any Kurt Cobain anymore.
1: So no more Nirvana.
0: So no more Nirvana. The same happened to Soundgarden. Mm. After the suicide of Chris Cornell, they decided that it was not possible to continue also because of the feelings. It's like, no, we cannot make another band. I mean, we cannot be Soundgarden now. So they just decided to speed up, and they are, of course, in different projects.
1: Yeah, and it's why also it's a great band for me, because taking this choice means that you have this kind of, yeah, alchemy or undivided feeling in your band. And if you have this feeling, the songs that you create together, people, listeners, feel that you yeah. make it for the sake of music, for the sake of art, for your own uh, happiness or your own joy in a way. And it's why this song and this band, really looks amazing because they uh, look close to themselves from the beginning until the end.
0: Yeah, also, like, for example, Linkin Park. Mm. They didn't continue to make music. I don't know if Mike Shinoda is now performing alone.
1: Mm. Don't know. As a rapper,
0: maybe. But what worked actually in Linkin Park was the rapping part of Shinoda and the voices from Chester Bennington. Mm. So it was really beautiful, the last concert, when Chester died. Yeah, it was really touching, and Shinoda was almost crying. But after yeah, that, course. there is no Linkin Park anymore. Yeah, but it's
1: a not decision, but I think sometimes it's also the good one for yeah. for respect of what you do, what you did before.
0: That's definitely true. But Tristan, I think that now we need to have some fun. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> because what do you think if I tell you about one city in the United Kingdom? called Manchester.
1: I think I was thinking about <laughs> the same band and it's the best one to finish this program I guess. Yeah, because
0: when we think about split up from bands, yes, we think about Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, but there is no fun in there. There is no no trash. Yeah. And here we have everything we need. Oh, yes, more than we need. (laughs) (laughs) Because, guys, we have the most controversial couple of brothers here for us. Yeah. The Oasis.
1: And the Gallagher brothers.
0: Oh, my God. And it's... uh, It's actually, like, really long, the fold that they have. Yeah, it looked
1: like since the beginning. But it's so strange because Oasis arrived in the UK and in the music world in the beginning of 90s. And quickly they appear like uh, the next band to follow, the next yeah. band to listen, like the new generation of rock music. And actually, and actually they true. were
0: like this fight between, you know, before we had Beatles and Rolling Stones, mm. and now we had Blur or Oasis. Yeah. So they managed actually to recreate this, this, opposition. this opposition. But then something went totally wrong.
1: Yeah, but uh, it's also, it's a way of living of Gallagher Brothers because this, before to speak about their internal uh, fighting, right. they are just kind of stupid or disrespectful in their way of living. They like to create, uh, to argue with people, to create some tense season. For example, I don't remember if it's Noel or Liam, but one of these two brothers, like during some uh, touring in the uh, United States, to bully on the United States audience and say that they don't listen enough good music, like US rock is not good, you don't know how to listen music, you don't know how to appreciate music. I mean, they, they like this. I think they have a really strong uh, mind, strong ideas, and they want to show it to people. Or I don't know. Yeah,
0: they don't care.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. They don't uh, care, for
0: sure. We have to say that most of the time they are drunk.
1: Yeah, also I mean everything is linked.
0: <laughs> but uh, the fight between them is actually like a telenovela. Oh yeah. Because you can
1: definitely make a TV yeah, series about
0: it. Yeah. Because it's never ending. And if I'm not mistaken, like this year there was this rumor about a reunion of Oasis.
1: No, well, I don't believe in it. And <laughs> of
0: course they say just don't think about it. But one sentence that actually Liam Gallagher said to one radio, it's called Radio X, it was like, I didn't leave Oasis, Noel Gallagher left Oasis, and even said the last name, Noel Gallagher, not just Noel, Yeah. like a stranger, he couldn't handle the vibes anymore, he couldn't handle the rock and roll, he was too scared of it, so now he's gone old Cosmic Pop and Leo Sayer.
1: Yeah. So when you knew that, it's kind of obvious that a Gallagher brother will never be it to make music. And Noel says the same than when he left. He says that I'm not able anymore to walk with Liam and it will stay like that for long.
0: Now I go to Italy because in Italy they said this thing. So it was at the Heineken Jammin' Festival in Imola and Liam left the stage during Champagne Supernova. <laughs> like this. And in an interview with Spin Magazine in October that year, Noel said of his brother, I've kind of learned that instead of arguing stuff out with him and ending up in a fight, I work on psycholo- psychology and he's completely freaked out, <laughs> freaked out by me now. He's actually frightened to death of me. <laughs> and I can f- play him like a slightly disused arcade game.
1: It's more than their music now. I think really the, the story uh, makes a, their success also in a, in a way, because uh, when they start their career, they became really fast one of the most selling band in UK.
0: Yeah, they were like called also the new Beatles, like of course in you know, a smaller way, but
1: yeah, yeah, no, but I agree. For example, if you take some of their first album, I think in about uh, definitely maybe in '94 or what's the story, Morning Gloria Glory is one in '95. It's really, really good, and you really have the feeling that they, make rock and roll, but bring something new, and could have been the new generation, the new speaker of
0: English. Yeah, rock. because they were like really popular among everyone. Yeah, I mean, there are songs from Oasis that everybody knows.
1: Yeah, like, and uh, really after Oasis from UK, for me there is only Arctic Monkeys yeah. that I can consider as a really, really nice rock and band from England. But despite I don't find so much of them. And yeah, I mean, true. you have to dig, but so successful, no, for sure. No, 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 no. no. But they, uh, yeah, they, they destroy everything, and uh, it's so funny because they uh, split, decided to split just before a concert, and it arrived in France, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's a country to make people more and more angry, I guess. <laughs> and uh, they were planned to be the headline of a rock concert, rock en scène festival. But a uh, few hours before going on the stage, they decided to split. They argued in the resting room for the artists, like a really, really huge uh, fighting, And Noel and Lim decided to not work anymore together, and they said, "Today we split. we, are, we will not go to the stage tonight." And uh, yeah. So the people waiting for them, and they never appeared <laughs> on the stage. And I don't remember, but another band came uh, to replace them, but. Really, at the last minute, so it was really strange, uh, just strange mood. And now uh, they all continue music for sure because they are great musicians, despite their mind, who are looking for fighting or for uh,
0: yeah, that they always for are
1: stories. But uh, when Noel left, he continued with created his solo project named Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, and for now released three st- three studio album. And uh, Liam and the remaining member continue with a new name and the, this new name was BDI, and they released two studio albums until to break up also in 2014. So I think yeah, Gallagher Brothers, a great musician, but they are maybe not made to work with people. <laughs> not, not together, for sure, but even yeah. when Liam continues, at the end, won't no, break up. So no, it's no, no
0: they, they can't work, actually. They are too mad. Yeah, I think definitely. Yeah. But Tristan, I want to finish this program with this sentence of Liam Gallagher, which is actually, I think, the craziest of the uh, the two one.
1: Yeah, maybe, yes. Yeah,
0: and, okay, this is really fresh because it's April 30th of 2020. Okay, I know. Because Noel Gallagher was publishing some demos, like all demos of the Oasis. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, I would quote literally Liam Gallagher. Oi, Tofu boy, if you're going to release all demos, make sure I'm singing on it and Bondheads playing guitar on it if not it's not worth the wank as you wear LG fix <laughs> wow <laughs> I, I think this is perfect to end the program about the split ups
1: yeah <laughs> <And Definitely. laughs> this, this is a musical split up <laughs> and more than musical it's Uh, family split (laughs)
0: it's everything it's the split the split yeah (laughs) and with these guys me and Tristan are going to split with you because we have to go upstairs and we are running out of time
1: and to listen music now (laughs) yeah
0: it's time to listen music and of course I hope you enjoy this program and if you have a band Don't split up in a bad way like they did.
1: Otherwise, we will finish in a Mushtar FM program, so be careful. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.
0: Goodbye. What is culture without life? In our cultural program, we will discuss about the power of culture to change the comprehensions and the actions of our lives. Music, cinema, painting, books
1: photography poetry and more and more if you want to discover more about them we invite you to join us every friday from 10 to 12 on mustafa fm 89.6